When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Mastering the Bar Exam. In this episode, we're about to unravel one of the most critical and intriguing aspects of tort law, causation. We'll dive deep into the principles that determine whether a defendant's actions were the actual cause of the plaintiff's injuries. Understanding causation is essential for both aspiring legal minds and anyone curious about the intricacies of the legal world. Understanding causation. Causation is the linchpin of tort law. It establishes the direct link between the defendant's actions and the plaintiff's injuries. In essence, it answers the question, did the defendant's conduct cause the harm suffered by the plaintiff? Two types of causation. Causation is typically divided into two categories. Cause in fact, actual cause, this aspect of causation examines whether the defendant's actions were the actual cause of the harm. In other words, would the harm have occurred if the defendant had not acted in the way they did? If the answer is no, the defendant's conduct is considered the cause in fact of the harm. Proximate cause, legal cause, proximate cause focuses on the foreseeability of the harm. It asks whether the harm was a foreseeable consequence of the defendant's actions. Proximate cause sets limits on liability, ensuring that defendants are not held responsible for incredibly remote or unforeseeable consequences of their conduct. Cause in fact, but for test. The cause-in-fact element is often determined using the but-for test. This test asks whether the plaintiff's injuries would have occurred but for the defendant's actions. In simpler terms, it examines whether the harm would have happened if the defendant had not acted in the way they did. Proximate cause, foreseeability. Proximate cause, on the other hand, hinges on foreseeability. It asks whether a reasonable person could foresee that their actions might result in the harm suffered by the plaintiff. If the harm was not foreseeable, it may not be considered a proximate cause. Case example, car accident. Consider a car accident case where driver runs a red light, collides with driver B's car and injures driver B. In this scenario, cause in fact, the cause in fact element is satisfied by the but for test. But for driver running the red light, the accident and driver B's injuries would not have occurred. Proximate cause, proximate cause, in this case, depends on whether a reasonable person could foresee that running a red light might result in a collision and injuries. If the collision and injuries were foreseeable consequences of running a red light, driver A's actions would likely be considered the proximate cause. Challenges in causation. Causation can present challenges, particularly in cases where multiple factors contribute to the harm. Some common issues include Concurrent causes, in cases where multiple factors or parties contribute to the harm, determining which party's actions were the actual cause can be complex. Intervening causes, intervening causes are unforeseeable events or actions that occur after the defendant's conduct but before the harm. They can break the chain of causation. Multiple plaintiffs, in cases involving multiple plaintiffs, it may be challenging to establish causation for each plaintiff, especially if their injuries resulted from different aspects of the defendant's actions. Case example, slip and fall in a store. Imagine a scenario where a person slips and falls in a store, suffering injuries. The store's negligence is a potential cause of the injuries. 
However, if it is discovered that the person was also texting on their phone while walking, their distraction may be considered an intervening cause, breaking the chain of causation. Recent Developments in Causation The concept of causation is continually evolving, influenced by societal changes, scientific advancements, and legal interpretations. Some recent developments and trends include Advanced Forensic Science The use of advanced forensic science has improved the ability to establish causation in cases involving complex injuries or diseases. Environmental Causation In cases involving environmental harms, such as toxic exposure, courts are increasingly considering scientific evidence to determine causation. Digital Evidence The use of digital evidence, such as surveillance footage and electronic records, has become vital in establishing cause in fact in various types of cases, from personal injury to intellectual property disputes. Emerging medical issues, advances in medical knowledge have raised new questions regarding causation in medical malpractice cases, especially in cases involving delayed diagnoses and complex diseases. In summary, causation is a pivotal element of tort law, determining whether the defendant's actions were the actual and proximate cause of the plaintiff's injuries. Understanding the but-for test for cause in fact and the principle of foreseeability for proximate cause is essential in navigating the complexities of tort law. As we conclude this episode on causation, we invite you to stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll continue our exploration of tort law by delving into the fascinating world of intentional torts. Whether you're a legal enthusiast or a budding legal scholar, keep your curiosity for the law alive, and remember that knowledge is your most potent tool in the pursuit of justice.